Batman flicks a switch night worldwide simulcast of the sane asylum i'm your host giuseppe some call me the g-man some call me a lot worse but that's their prerogative it is september 11th hmm, i wonder what we should talk about today well we could talk about 21 years ago when the terrorist state of israel uh a terrorist attacked the united states of america and blamed it on 19 wahhabi patsy muslims and uh, it was uh, changed everything. Life changed. It's never been the same. Uh, I can remember back to September 10th, uh, 2001. And now here we are 21 years later, and we're under the sway of uh, the synagogue of Satan's Isle communism controlling every aspect of your life. And, and like the, the, the Balian malignancy, they are eating into everything. It's horrible. Um, thanks to 9-11. And we'll talk about this with my honored guest, George Hobbs, the fact hunter. We'll talk about how 9-11 led to the scamdemic, led to this acceptance of trannies and, and child-grooming homos and radical uh, mentally ill lesbians and the open uh, revolving door that is our southern border and so much more. But let me first welcome and introduce George Hobbs, thefacthunter.com, just a real hero, uh, uh, a retired military with honors, who served five tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan, and woke up uh, to his great. Uh, uh, to, we we give him great accolades for waking up as to who the real enemies of this once great nation were. Thefacthunter.com. George is the host of a killer morning program on Speak Free Radio Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern, and as well as uh, he's got over half a million. Downloads and growing in popularity on Spreaker for his podcast. So, George, welcome to the Sane Asylum. How are you tonight? Hey, Giuseppe. Thanks so much for having me. It's always great to be back in the house that Mr. Statmiller built. Yes, indeed. What a what a hero he was, and and we need more heroes, and that's why we're here. Because can you still believe the lies, George? Twenty one years later, but I guess you can, since they're still telling lies about how uh, the globalists killed John F. Kennedy sixty some years ago. So. Yeah, that's that's their playbook. And, you know, I was sitting here thinking before the show started, 9-11 is the reason that all these folks from January 6th are still sitting in prison because of the whole Patriot Act. They can just pick you up off the street, throw you in prison, and, you know, the Bill of Rights just goes out the window. It's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that lowlife uh, uh, Cretan George W. Bush pretty much uh, in his weak-minded uh, brutal honesty – said uh, the Constitution is just a piece of paper, and the uh, the synagogue of Satan wipes their their rear end with it, sadly, and as as today's uh, farcical uh, life in this country uh, uh, so aptly displays. So, Sam, if you could uh, cue up clip number two. Well, George, let's start with what happened 21 years ago today, and it was a scam, and uh, uh, a mixture of uh, three stooges-like farcical narrative, like the so-called plane that broke the laws of physics and and went so fast at uh, barely, you know, uh, less than 100 feet and, and didn't do any collateral damage on the way there. 
didn't uh, 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 crash and explode and leave bits of pieces of everywhere, everything everywhere. No, no, it just, I, uh, interesting enough, left a little hole like a missile or a bomb, really. Uh, our dear friend uh, Dennis Camino, uh, his brilliant research, he was one of uh, five uh, participants, six participants on an awesome roundtable we had on uh, Speak Free Radio, and it's still on Rising Tide Media, my website, rtidemedia.com, Jim Fetzer, uh, Russ Winter, Blackburn Nine, Ferguson Blackburn, Dennis Camino, Joe Olson. I think I'm leaving somebody out, but anyway, there it was phenomenal. And uh, but if we could listen to this was this was the, the the money shot, as they say in the Jewish porn industry, when Jamie McIntyre, a true journalist who used to for many years was on WTIP News 1500 in D.C. District of Criminals, and then moved on to a bigger paycheck on CNN, and he was one of the first to arrive at the Pentagon, and this is what he saw. A short uh, a while ago, I walked right up to next to the building. Was uh, f- uh, firefighters were still trying to put out the blaze. The, the fire, by the way, is still burning in some parts of the Pentagon. And I took a look at the huge gaping hole that's in this sideway. But from my close-up inspection, uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. The only site uh, is the actual. Uh, side of the building that's crashed in, and as I said, the only pieces left uh, that you can see are, are small enough that you could pick up in your hand. Uh, there are no large uh, tail sections, wing sections, uh, a fuselage, nothing like that anywhere around. Well, there you go, George. There's a, one of the, uh, as rare as the dodo, a real journalist in the mainstream arena. He told the truth, and he got so shamed that he was forced to retire shortly thereafter. So how about that? Uh, what, what, what has your investigation told you about what happened at the Pentagon that day? Well, one of the most important things, not only that, if you remember, there was a young specialist uh, in the Army. She had just come back from maternity leave. She is sitting down in her office in the accounting department, and boom, it happens. And she actually exited out the hole uh, where the quote-unquote plane hit. She walked through. She said there was no smell of jet fuel. There was no luggage. There was no seats. There was no engines. And, of course, that's another one of these stories. Just like if you remember Carl Cameron's, the one time the mainstream media tried to do some journalism, and they said, whoa, whoa, you can't say Israel on here. And, you know, they cut that clip and threw it to the wolves. But it's just – it's really disappointing because the entire story from, you know, this guy who took – you know his flight lessons in Florida, who couldn't even get a single engine Cessna off the ground. Uh, you know, made this incredible loop that even you know the, these pilots with thirty years experience couldn't pull off into the Pentagon. Uh, and listen, you can look back in plane accidents over the last fifty years. Every single plane accident, right? Every aviation accident has remnants of the accident there's engines there's seats i mean it's just that's the way it is and the fact that uh, even was it 90 was it 93 that landed in shanksville yeah same uh, thing it, it came down so fast it just melted into the ground and and people just you know it, it's the fear porn that is people are so overwhelmed at the sight of the twin towers collapsing it it was really nobody really questioned it because it was such um just a huge event nobody could have you know even if they put a movie about it you'd be like that would never happen so obviously all these events they're on tv you know whether it was the moon landing whether it was you know oklahoma city all these events are just meant to 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 scare you and and they want you to run to the government please protect us you know please take our freedoms as long as you guarantee us a little bit of security and we were so quick to do that. And here we are 21 years later. <laughs> and quite frankly, the, the COVID scam and January 6th, all these events are all because of September the 11th. And this was the biggest crime scene in the history of the world, right? And all the, <laughs> that's the other big story. This is the, They should have shut down the freaking city, all the blocks, right, right just for blocks around. But no, no, they just started cleaning everything up, started shipping it to China. And within hours, L. Paul Bremer's like, oh, we know who it was. It was Osama bin Laden, right? The guy who died of kidney failure in December of 20, was it 2001? The Fox News report dated uh, December 26, 2001 is still on the Internet. So just, just the whole thing is just a lack of critical thinking. And 
<laughs> we accepted the fact back in 2001, just like, uh, you know, Anthony Fauci comes on the TV today and says, roll up your sleeve and get your jab. Yes, Lord Fauci. It, the, the television is just a powerful weapon. Man. Wow, that is exactly right. And uh, I didn't think of this to put it in, in my show notes, but it popped into my head with that great soliloquy is how about the unbelievable decades of predictive programming leading up to the great uh, Balian, B-A apostrophe A-A-L, as in Baal, the Demiurge, or Baal, another name for the devil, uh, that, that was has led up to uh, the fateful events on September 11th, uh, 2001. Have you looked into that at all, George? Oh, my goodness. There, somebody has a video somewhere. I need to find it. It's almost an hour long, everything from the, the Simpsons to, uh, of course, the, the Super Tramps, uh, great album, Breakfast in America. If you put the back right. of the album up to a mirror, uh, it says 911 with the, the backdrop of the Twin Towers. There's so much predictive. And it goes back, again, What was when was that album? 79? Late 70s? Uh, uh, Breakfast in America was uh, either 79 or 80. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so obviously this, and I'm, I'm in the... You know, I believe I subscribe to the fact that, you know, they obviously had this planned in 68 when they started building it, that this was built to come down 33 years later, these Luciferians. And by the way, we should share the love. You know, obviously, Israel, these uh, the Mossad and the synagogue of Satan had a huge role in it. But let's not forget the Bushes, the Cheneys, the Kuwaitis and the Al-Sabah family. The Al-Sabah family was responsible for the Gulf War and for Iraq. If you remember, uh, Naira al-Sabah was the, the quote-unquote nurse uh, who witnessed the Iraqi soldiers pulling the babies out of the, the incubators and throwing them on the ground. And then the other al-Sabah, he was part of Kuwam with the other Bush brother, and they ran Securicom, which was part of the security that happened during 9-11. So let's not forget the Kuwaitis either. Um, anytime these things happen, we should look directly to who this benefits. And in this case, it was Kuwait. It was um, you know, Israel, of course, and the military industrial complex. And ju- just like the last two and a half years, who benefited? The, <laughs> the pharmaceutical industry. So, you know, but people, once again, they're just, uh, I guess we, we haven't developed our critical thinking skills. And then, of course, I could get back to the whole Department of Education, but we'll save that spiel for another day. Sure. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My favorite predictive programming, and I think it was in that excellent video that I have bookmarked, but unfortunately, I bookmark everything, and, and I'm not—I don't organize them. I know I'm so the same. At some, way. <laughs> I, some, some point, I'll find it again. But my favorite predictive programming was uh, the cover of Life magazine uh, when they were building the twin towers and announcing that David Rockefeller is holding a sketch of what they'll look like, and his wristwatch is uh, is right there in plain view, and it, the time is set to nine eleven. Wow! <laughs> so they knew they knew a long time ago yeah, sure, uh, sure. Uh, what they were doing. You know, crazy evil people. But and you know, for for decades, the um, the great uh, twin towers. I used to have a job as a, a Eastern Regional Sales Manager for the largest uh, North American CD manufacturing company in the '90s when the CD ROM boom was going on. I used to have to go up there. I had clients in the twin towers i used to have to go there every two three weeks uh because you know we got some big orders out of those people and i i got the tours they were so proud of it and they tell me and i went up those elevators i had clients on like the 20th floor i had some that were way way up there had to change the elevators and all that stuff and and i got the tour from them they told me oh yeah you know it's funny that this thing is built to last and and uh you know i don't know if you know this but it could even take a a plane hitting and i'm like oh really That, that hopefully that never happens and Blah, blah, blah. So all the people who were there and uh, knew it was rock solid, literally. And, uh, but, and, it, and then it was owned by, I think, the New York Port Authority for, jeez, uh, for, you know, uh, decades. I don't know the exact amount of time. But a couple of months before, just uh, a South Korean fella named Larry Silverstein. Oy vey, Sam, if you could cue up uh, clip six. Just happened to um, good friends with uh, Benjamin Nutty Ahole, uh, who sp- they speak weekly, supposedly. And uh, uh, he got the, uh, an offer for the deal of the century and uh, was able to buy the Twin Towers. And to this individual's credit, I found this clip 
on uh, a Twitter from a TikTok because I don't I don't use TikTok, but luckily everybody puts those things up. So, but I found this this citizen grilling Larry Silverstein. This is really good. So check this out. Larry Silverstein, last time we talked, sir, I asked you if you could address some of the 9-11 conspiracy theories that you're accused of. Uh, sadly, your response has actually invited more of them. I mean, for the record, everybody knows your infamous comments on PBS where you said, cool, Building 7, uh, on 525 on the day of 9-11. They were not sure they were going to be able to contain the fire. I said, you know, we've had such terrible loss of life. And this one thing to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull, and then we watched the building collapse. Uh, your official response was that it was the firefighters. My question is, it was pretty clear that you met the building, and if it was the firefighters, they already are outside the building by 12 because the water lines were broken. Ask the question. And the, the fire chief that you said you spoke to, Fire Chief Negro, denies talking to you on that day of 9-11. Can you answer those questions and address the theories against you? I suggest to everybody's consideration that we all look at the thousands of pages of testimony that have been rendered in many years since 9-11, and let's use today's session for some of this. Are you aware of testimony of bombs in the building before the building collapsed, sir? Are you aware of that testimony? Sir, there's testimony by Bear Jennings. Sir, you don't have to touch me. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll walk away. All I'm asking is a question. I don't have to, don't have to be kicked out. It's a legitimate question. You don't have to put your hands on me. But all I'm saying is, no, I'm not. I'm here asking. The question was not answered. That's why I have agreement. Larry Silverstein was told not to come into work. That's why him, his daughter, and his son never showed up to work on not 11. He, he put an insurance policy on the buildings. Reporters, do your job, please. Ask some questions. All right, sir. Wow, there you go. That's good. That's exactly right. I mean, this all this is hiding in plain sight. There's some, there's some um, question whether it was planes, whether it was uh, uh, missiles with some type of holographic or advanced projection. We got into a lot of theories on Saturday's uh, 9-11 roundtable, and... Um, uh, it is uh, it is uh, really something that good old Larry Silverstein to this day gets to uh, prance around like uh, and telling his lies. George, your thoughts? You know, four point five five billion dollars. And he's I think it was June of 2001. He just so happened to pick up the contract from the Port Authority. And of course, they had to have the certain players in place for you know them to be able to push the contract his way. But, uh, you know, of course, the coincidence jar is getting awfully full when, you know, I just happened to have a, an appointment. I think it was a dermatologist appointment that day. My two children, I think it was his two daughters, were running late to work. Uh, and then, of course, there was that guy um, who was his first day on the job at the FBI who knew too much. And uh, I guess he was on the, you know, somewhere above the 80th floor for some meeting that never happened. And he died. Just it, it's it's next level evil. It, and are these people of this earth, man, to to watch all these people die? And the next morning, September 12th, uh, you know, this reptile is on the phone with the insurance companies saying, hey, this is two separate incidences. I should get double the pay. What, what kind of people are these guys? It's just and by the way, that reporter, uh, I don't know what happened to him, but he's the same guy who um, caught Donald Rumsfeld on the street because Rumsfeld claimed that. He didn't know anything about Building 7, and he grilled him on that. The same thing kind of happened. His cronies came and kind of hustled him away. But it, it's a sad state that of journalism that we have right now because growing up, we were led to believe that you know, the media was the uh, unofficial fourth arm of the, uh, the government, right? They kind of kept everyone in check, the judicial system and the legislative and executive, right? And the, the media was supposed to be the fourth branch keeping that, that watchdog on them. And, and they've done nothing but become another weapon um, against us, right? So true, George, so true. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing how, the, uh, if, if you look in terms of uh, the flow uh, of this uh, in, inexorable march towards uh, Zio-communism, our uh, frequent... Uh, friend and listener Lark from Texas has done an outstanding job of how the 21st century PSYOP 
is called communitarianism, right? And it's it's the New World Order, the Jew World Order, with all the sophistication of technocracy woven in and taking over the whole communist agenda of the um, of the uh, uh, Soviet state, the Jews who used to control the Soviet state. Uh, wanted to infiltrate our education system and take over the minds of the youth. And uh, uh, Sam, if you could set up clip um, number one, actually, uh, this is great. This again is from TikTok. It's a young woman dancing around and in uh, uh, scantily clad. But the cool thing is, is she's a she's woke awake because woke is is that laughable term that trannies and homos use the, the she's awake to the fact that communism has uh taken over this communitarianism it's sad to say and and she she lip syncs this song which really lays it all out step one train the people only to consume step two infiltrate adults with the news step three indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use step four separate the right from the left step five separate the white from the black step six separate the rich from the poor use religion and equality to separate them more step seven fabricate a problem made a lie step eight put it on the news every night step nine when people start to fight and divide take control this is called situational design there you go, situational design, George Hobbs, the fact hunter. What, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I think it's spot on. Yeah, it sounds like he was kind of rapping the uh, Communist Manifesto, right? <laughs> exactly what he was doing. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's really good stuff. And you know what? If, if that's a, a way to wake people up, then more power to them, right? Yep, yep. It's really funny that um, that there are a lot of people who get it and who understand it, but the insidious nature of the Zionist uh, control and the the insane wealth transfer that led to essentially the destruction of the working class. Where where uh, my father, uh, uh, you know, sixty years ago, fifty years ago, could own a small bleach making business and provide for his five kids and employ people. And we had two cars. We went to Catholic school, which he had to pay for. And uh, now uh, working class is gutted and you, you're a gig economy person driving for Uber and trying to do two things at once, like uh, a DoorDash or something else. And then uh, the, the, the ha bottom half of the middle class is now living paycheck to paycheck, maxing out their credit cards. But you see, and the sad thing, George, is these people get it, but they, they don't have any way to change their lives they just have to go along to get along and to me that's the greatest and most insidious tragedy of it all it is and this is all this is all of this has been a class where they've destroyed the middle class um you know probably by 2030 there's only going to be a handful of companies uh, i think in some cities across the country up to 40 percent of the small businesses were eliminated uh both in 2020 and 2021 and all of this is going to lead to, you know, some of the states, including the state I live in right now in Delaware, they have plans to eliminate um, the, the gas-powered vehicle, right? And <laughs> you see the news last week, uh, California is out ahead of this stuff saying, you know, by 2035, we're going to get rid of all these gasoline-powered cars. Well, the same knucklehead, Gavin Newsom, is saying, oh, by the way, uh, please don't plug in your cars today. This is all... They're telling you ahead of time, hey, this is what's happening. It's going to lead to carbon credits. You know, I'm going to come do my show. I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, how jacked up our government is. And I'm going to go out to my car, press the start button. It's going to say your credits have been turned off, right? All of this is leaving to, like you said, like, uh, you know, we've gone plants Marxist into full-fledged communism. And um, people should be worried. And speaking of difficult times, um, I had a soldier reach out to me um, recently because, a as we all know, this hyperinflation thing has just gone through the roof. With Now, yes. pr gas prices have come back down a little bit. It's funny to hear people say, whoo, I'm only paying $4 a gallon now, uh, which is kind of funny. But, uh, you know, some of these people new to the Army are only making about seventeen, eighteen hundred bucks a month. And the sergeant major of the Army came out a few weeks ago and said, hey, you know, you can apply for SNAP and welfare and uh, EBT and all these other things. You know, it's just kind of frustrating. Um, number one, of course, that, you know, you know, you learn that you're being used uh, as a, a tool for the synagogue of Satan. And then you see the, the same government give um, Ukraine 
which is we we know who runs them as well. Zelensky is just a a puppet for you know Israel 2.0, if you will. You know, we're giving them billions of dollars a week, but you know that you're telling your soldiers <laughs> to go get food stamps. It's just this country is completely going sideways. You look at the people in the positions of power. I don't, I'm sure you saw that po- the picture on social media uh, over the last couple of days with uh, Rachel Levine and the monkeypox advisor <laughs> and all these freaks. This is just, uh, you know, this is just crazy town. So true. Sam, if you could uh, queue up uh, clip five and, you know, that brave day or that day, a lot of brave firefighters and first responders yeah. you know, sacrificed themselves and eventually died from the asbestos inhalation and the radiation and all that. And, and to this day, the, the parasite, the communist running uh, uh, New York City are still defecating on these New York firefighters. And check this quote out, George, what this poor guy is dealing with today. Okay, I gave my best years to this city, 20 years from 21 to 41, and then they take it away at the peak of my earning career. I made it to captain. I went through that process. You should be ashamed of yourselves. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Eric Adams is going to be on the wrong side of history. The people who look by are the same people who thought slavery was okay. Uh, the same people much. who thought segregation in Shea Stadium was okay. Thank, thank you very okay? much, Okay, you sir. segregated us. I was allowed to work in okay. this city, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant thank in this you. city. Thank you very much. I was allowed to work through the pandemic, but I wasn't allowed to eat in a restaurant. Okay. I could wear the uniform, go to a burning building, okay. but not eat here. Thank you What's wrong much, with sir. you people? Trust the science. Thank you guys you are fucked up. <laughs> that's exactly right george okay, how about I that gave my- well that's you know speaking of the first responders you know when we talk about 9-11 so often we talk about the 3,000 people that died that day but you think that these monsters who who were behind this uh you know israel Mossad, uh obviously the cheneys the bushes um uh pnac all, all the signatories on the pnac and we can go on and on and on you know, you know, the people who died that day, but you also think about the families who lost the loved ones. And to this day, they have to endure that loss. Um, and then, of course, you know, the, the folks in the military who were, were sent over under, you know, false pretenses. And then all the people in those countries. Remember how excited America was when we're with uh, the shock and all of in, in Baghdad. We were just woohoo. And then you think about the truth and how that was cheered on. It's it's just next level evil. It really is. And then to hear that fireman who risked his life and, you know, all those poor first responders who have suffered and passed because of the, you know, everything they inhaled that day, you know, and this is why I do what I do. This is what you do, why you do what you do, because, you know, people need to stand up, do things that you're normally not comfortable with. You have to make your voice heard um, because this is wrong. This is next level evil. Yeah, it's it truly is next level evil, George. And we're coming up to the break. And again, George Hobbs, the fantastic uh, hero, thefacthunter.com. And after the break, we'll open up the phone lines and we can talk about 9-11 and, and your remembrance. So stay tuned for the second half of the Sane Asylum on Republic Broadcasting and Speak. truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth hi tom bolton for ease off i know so many of you are finding our easy four carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation but today i want to spotlight four of our new products First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. 
Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. 417-932-6419. Extendivite testimonials on Amazon are very informative. Here's just a few. Carrie. Great product, and I will continue to use. I've been taking it for over a year now. I'm 60 and feel great. I would highly recommend this product to anyone over the age of 40. Amazon customer, five stars. I'm quite happy about it. Extendivite has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs, and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. Amazon customer, five stars. Great product. I use regularly, and I rarely get sick. To get your Extendivite today, go to Extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E.com. Or call us at 1-877-928-8822. Extend your life with Did you know that essential oils have had a multitude of natural health and skin uses in history? but have been somewhat forgotten by recent civilization? Susanna's Secret offers 100% pure natural oils at prices you can actually afford. Do you have a house or office with a musty smell or mold? Studies have shown that essential oils like the one in our Thief and Robbers blend will kill or inhibit mold, viruses, bacteria, and fungus. Just diffuse with it and you will see the long-lasting effects that even synthetic chemicals don't achieve. Purifica. Another one of our products used to clean and freshen your house or give a natural scent when drying laundry. For that special lady, we offer a ginger argan oil in a beautiful cosmetic bottle or a pure argan oil, a natural acne-fighting product. Check us out at SusannaSecret.com. That's S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. S-U-S-A-N-A-S Secret.com. Seeking pride The time has come to turn the tide I've drawn the line, I've built my wall And I won't let one more dream We are behind the battle lines fighting the synagogue of Satan and the many demonic minions that attack every aspect of our way of life. We're going to open up the phone lines here momentarily. That call-in number is 512-248-8252. But first, Sam, George, you brought this clip. Sam, if you could cue up uh, clip four. George, as we discussed in the first half hour of the Sane Asylum Sunday Night simulcast worldwide, coming up next is the brilliant king of Sunday night, 
Robert Ravoltz Incendiary Radio in just about 27 minutes or so. And it's really funny, George, and, and you as a retired military man, five tours of duty, the thing that always got me that I thought, because I, I, I knew the day it happened watching when I was living in San Lorenzo, Mexico, and my wife called me from her work and said, turn on the TV, we're being attacked, and got to see the uh, the second uh, attack on the tower live, because it wasn't a plane, it was something, but it certainly wasn't a commercial airliner. And um, and to me, right away, I said to her that day on the phone, this is phony, that I can't, it defies the laws of physics, I, I've been in those buildings, that, that would have just splatted on this outside, it wouldn't have done much of any structural damage that this is ridiculous there this is this is a fake this is fakery i think i said and um so but what got me george is the months that followed the lies about what happened and every, at the highest level the federal government like nist uh, promulgated the, the the lie the the, the day physics laws were suspended and then popular mechanics jumped in and everything everything controlled by the transnational rothschild um uh, uh, cabals, and but what really I, I found the most heartbreaking, George, was how is it that the honest men in the military and women like yourself didn't didn't demand justice and and why and, and I would have thought that if the military really honored the oath that they took to uphold the Constitution, that uh, uh, Donkey Dick Cheney would have been arrested, Rumsfeld would have been arrested, they would have been tried and hanged, along with hundreds of dual citizen, chicken-swinging traitors like Dove, Zakheim, Chertoff, uh, you name it, uh, everyone involved in doing this. And yet they not only all skated, George, they've all become intensely multimillionaires and profiting off this 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 despicable attack and mass human sacrifice so why is it that the military didn't didn't step up that day george well unfortunately um as i've mentioned before when you get to the senior levels on the nco side and the officer side they're selected they're handpicked and they're very careful about who they pick they only choose the yes men who are unquestionable uh, Schwarzkopf, uh, most Americans thought was a hero. Obviously, he's the guy who handpicked Timothy McVeigh to be the patsy for, for OKC. Uh, of course, Timothy McVeigh was on uh, General Schwarzkopf's uh, uh, PSD, his, his uh, security team. And uh, Lloyd Austin, um, Colin Powell, all these guys, um, they didn't take an oath to their country. They took an oath to the, to the powers that be. And unfortunately, Anybody who gets to that level, whether it's sergeant major of the army or you know a, a general, basically two star and up, are are selected, and they're only going to get selected. They can't be free thinkers. They will never never uh, promote a free thinker to to that level. They just want yes men, do as you're told. And unfortunately, um, that's why no one on active duty did. And you know all the people who love Trump, you look at. General Milley, he's a fraud. I met him both at Fort Drum and at Fort Hood. He's an absolute fraud sellout of, of a traitor, and I would say that to his face today. Now, I will tell you this. There's a lot of retired folks like myself who, you know, <clears throat> you know the, the question, of course, is how do we fix this? You know, there's a lot of very angry people. I was at an um, event with one of our – actually, one of our listeners, John, from uh, up here in Wilmington, Delaware, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that's really upset. And um, we'll see what happens in the future. But there are a lot of people who, you know, I, I understand that I swore an oath with no expiration date um, for all enemies, foreign and domestic. And you don't need to look any further than um, the Washington, D.C., where the real enemies are. And, um, and those real enemies, I spent five, five and a half years of my life in, in the Middle East. And, uh, you know, now you reflect and say, for what? I missed, you know, my, my children growing up for that and lost some of my friends for that. It's very frustrating. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you're a hero, and I honor you, George. And and the sad fact is, is because there was never any true justice that those uh, murderous criminals weren't hanged as they should have been. It led to the continual shifting of the Overton window. You know, I, I was happy for homosexuals and trannies and such to be able to have a civil union and to get some benefits because there are some some are committed and deserve though but but marriage is only between a man and a woman and because of that the synagogue of satan has managed to shift the overton window where now psychopathic trannies and queers are grooming uh children and listen to this qu quote uh, clip rather that george provided it, it's sickening go ahead sam 
I love a bold eye and I love bold hair and I love bold glasses and I love just living loud and proud and out. And like, to me, this is, this is my art. This is like my queer art that I just exist colorfully every day. And, um, I love a bold eye, but here's one place you should not wear a bold eye. You should not wear a bold eye when you're going to hear Mike Curato give a talk about this book, because um, if you do, then there's a strong chance that you might cry and have like a Tammy Faye Baker moment. Um, but then on the plus side, if you do, and then you have a chance to speak with Mike Curato after, um, then he just might commemorate that Tammy Faye Baker moment for you. So um, long story short, if you are going to wear a bold eye, then you should wear a fixative. Thank you, Mike Curato, for that. But also, kids need to feel seen. I love a bold so, eye. Essentially, George, that thing was uh, championing the fact that they're trying to retain homosexual pornographic literature in, in grade school libraries. Uh, I mean, libraries, rather. Yeah. Uh, you know, the morals of this country have just gone off a cliff the last few years. And... Uh, uh, again, their voice continues to be louder than ours, and we. It, yeah, how much longer are we going to wait? How, you know, number one, I homeschool. There, there's no way on God's green earth. Uh, I've got a 12 year old. There's no way on God's green earth that I would let her step inside a public school. Am I saying that every public school teacher is bad and has an agenda? Nope. But it only takes one of these people to get inside of a child's head. You know, they're, children are very persuasive. They can be persuaded very easy. And you're taking your child and put them in the public school system for eight hours a day, five days a week. In some cases, when you have parents who work in two jobs to try, especially with today, the school has your children's attention more than you do. So who's really raising your children? Think about that. And then go across social media and see the people like this librarian you just listened to, who obviously you just heard the audio, but she's got seven different colors in her hair, giant glasses, just like every other. <laughs> it, it's, it's just crazy. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, just like every other special snowflake who yeah. is such a, a, a vain and, and superficial, shallow a narcissist that it has to be about them and it has to be oh look i'm so special and it's like yeah uh, we're all special in the eyes of god but it's how you conduct yourself that makes you special not how you look and how you groom children to be raped by a demonic uh, butt blaster so uh, that being said please uh, if you'd like to call in we're going to open it up 512 248 8252-512-248-8252. And please, if you can afford it, times are tough, I understand. Please donate to Republic Broadcasting. Uh, the, the, the founder, John Statmiller, uh, passed away l late last year. And, you know, there's been a great effort to keep this thing going, but they need help. So if you can buy some products or make a donation. And same with Spreak Free Radio, the, the new kid on the block, and it's doing well, but uh, they have a donate button as well. So please support these independent media venues that uh, give you these points of view that you certainly aren't going to hear on MSNBC or Fox or any of those other uh, uh, entrainment facilities, uh, which are, are now uh, nothing but gaslighting lies. All right. First caller. We know this guy, Chance from West Virginia. Welcome, Chance. Uh, what's on your mind? Buongiorno, Giuseppe and Giorgio. By the way, hey. Giuseppe, uh, Breakfast in America was 1979. I remember I was 19 years old, and I still remember the pretty pretty little Italian thing I dated like it was yesterday. Um, oh, nice. My question awesome. is, thinking back now, was Benjamin Nuts and you, was he the head of Israel at the time the towers went down? No, no, no. He was, uh, he was, uh, he, he gave, uh, he was just starting to make his bones on the world stage. He wrote a book about the coming threat of terrorism. And he, he a few years earlier in the 80s, he was a furniture salesman in Pennsylvania. And suddenly <laughs> uh, he showed a lot of uh, chutzpah and jumped on the uh, the chicken swinger train to, to infamous glory. But no, uh, I forget who was. George, do you know who was the... Uh, it wasn't it wasn't Netanyahu yet. I Netanyahu was from like ninety six to ninety nine, but he stepped away during. I guess he didn't want it to look so obvious. I'm I'm trying to remember. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he went back in like in two thousand nine or something like that. 
Well, I'm going to leave you with this, guys. I don't know if both of you guys remember the ex-president of Malaysia, Mahathir Mohammed, stated, the tribe always uses proxies to fight their wars. Do you remember that statement, uh, Giuseppe, in your I do. I have yep. heard that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bingo. All right. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Ciao. Thanks. Ciao, Chance. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, that, that is interesting. I mean, the thing about the, the globalist, George, the synagogue of Satan, uh, the Baal movement, as I like to call them, is that they're not very sophisticated in what they do. But and they and because of their Kabbalistic dark magic beliefs, they always have to tell you in advance, much the way um, BB Nutty Nutty Yahoo wrote that book warning about the coming terrorist threat, which is funny because the actual terrorist threat is Israel, and I think the uh, the Arab states would be very well on their own if Israel wasn't there. So, uh, mm-hmm. your thoughts, George? Ariel Sharon was the uh, prime minister. Thank you, Walter Mauser. What a great one. Great March 2001 to April 2006. Ariel Sharon. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Jeez, what a beast he was. So, yeah. George, anything to add, comment on, on Chance's call? Uh, Chance is spot on on uh, all of his points. Um, they do. You know, They like to provoke things and, and blame it on other people. Just look what they did with the USS Liberty. Um, they were trying to pull us into a war back then. And uh, thank God those people, uh, those brave men that they kept that boat afloat, because if that boat sank, uh, we would have been in war back then. Uh, but thanks to the, to the courage of those gentlemen, uh, we were able to keep the boat afloat. And what a disgrace that was. They gave a Medal of Honor to a guy in a boatyard uh, without any recognition whatsoever. Just it goes to show what these people are made of. Yeah, great point. Our next caller is Andy from Texas. Welcome, Andy. What's on your mind? Well, hey, Giuseppe. I appreciate taking the call. The first question I have, because people are ex, uh, team, you know, uh, emailing me and text messaging me, uh, what's going on with your brother from another mother, Scorpio? Anything? Uh, Scorpio abruptly quit all our shows a week ago, uh, Friday. What is that? Ten, nine days ago. And he's going in a new, new, new direction. So, uh, literally reached a fork in the road. And, uh, you know, this is, I guess the only thing I can think of in a very small way is it's like, uh, Martin and Lewis were super popular as a team and then they went their own ways and, and, um, uh, each had a successful career as a solo artist. And so, I am solo, Scorpio solo, and I know he's planning on some shows. I don't know the details, um, so but stay tuned. Could be, could be an RBN, could be somewhere else. But I know, know he's got some shows planned, uh, and and he's coming back at some point. Well, hey, you went further than I needed you to go. I just needed to know that you're still friends, right? Uh, you know how brothers can sometimes have a, a bitter disagreement. Mm-hmm. But yes, we're still yeah, friends. All right. All right. No, but on the same token, so here's what my question was for tonight. I mean, that was interesting because people really wanted to know. I got a lot of text messages from people who follow my conversations on the on the news for whatever reason. I do have a following, whatever it is. But hey, how did each of you, you and your guest on on this show, what? What was the one thing that just flipped you over and decided, no, I need to talk about this stuff. I need to tell people about this stuff. What was the one thing that actually grabbed your ass and said, no, I got to do something? Go ahead, George, and then I'll I'll take on Andy's question. Well, for me, it was personal. Um, On September 3rd, 2018, one of my best friends, Command Sergeant Major Timothy Bowyer was killed in Afghanistan, and I was at work that day. Um, I was at a place where I wasn't allowed to have my cell phone on me, so I was on break. I went to my locker, and I got my cell phone. And another one of my friends who I did three tours in Iraq with had messaged me that he had died. He was killed. He was shot in the back. And um, I went blank. I left work, and I went to the VFW that was down the street, and I drank the rest of the night. And I woke up the next day, and I had already been on the trail in the truth community, and I decided that I will never I'll do everything in my power to um, make sure that this doesn't happen to other folks. And it, I've done my best for awesome. the last couple of years to, to do whatever I can. I've spent a lot of money um, to, to try to get the message across to other people. 
I really hope that people, I know there's a lot of people listening right now that have the same passion and that they need to, to get out of their comfort zone and start spreading the world, the word and telling the truth about 9-11, the truth about COVID, the truth about Vietnam, the, the truth about Oklahoma City, the truth about Waco. We have to rev it up. Time's running out. Absolutely. Inspiration. Inspiration. And you had a lot of it. Thank you. That's that's awesome. For me, Andy, to answer your question, I've always uh, been that way. Uh, I was, uh, what, I think I was, uh, I had just turned three when Kennedy was publicly sacrificed, and my mother never believed it was Lee Harvey Oswald, so as a little boy, I was a, a bright little kid, and I uh, I could not only write, but re- write in script by three years old. I was reading, uh, the last time I had any kind of test was like fourth grade, and at that point I was reading at a, at a college senior level. And so we would go Damn. to the library and take out books about the Kennedy assassination when I was like in first and second grade. And and because I was really bright, I uh, always would hang out with older kids. And uh, in 19, uh, you know, the 70, 71, we moved from the Italian part of Milwaukee into the center of it to get a bigger house and go to another different Catholic school. And I, I always made friends with the older kids, sometimes even, you know, five, six years, seven years older than me because they were more interesting. And they got a kick out of this, this little shit, as they used to call me, who could, you know, use bigger words than they knew, even, even uh, you know, that they were in eighth, ninth, tenth grade. And I remember a really had a really good friendship with a, a guy, uh, Tim Tim Taylor, who uh, w- was drafted and went to Vietnam at age 18, and and he he saw so much, and he came back, and he was he was horrifically scarred. And I used to hang out with him, and he would tell me all this stuff, and tell me, you know, oh, God, horrible things, and and that just led to another thing, led to another thing, and uh, you know, and eventually I got to where I am now, where I I guess I see through it all. So, so have either of you reached any kind of satisfaction, or is satisfaction when we win, or is this just an ongoing war that we're doing, and you guys can't find satisfaction? Because I know I'm I'm finding it very hard to find satisfaction doing the same thing you did, and maybe not on the same moat and whatnot that you guys are doing the platform and stuff. I'm not there, but I keep trying to get people to wake the hell up, and you you've seen a reason for doing it. There's got to be a spiritual part to this, right? Because we are atoned to this. Did any of you guys get a message when you were 12, 13 years old that you might have to uh, defend the republic? Did any? Did that? Did anybody get anything there? Because I did, and that's weird. Go ahead, George. Well, I'll tell you. Going back to your first question, I think you have to count the small victories. There's been several occasions when I've gotten, I've woken up and gotten emails in the morning and said, I was searching for something on the internet. I came across your podcast and you woke me up. So those type of things, which I'm sure Giuseppe and many other you know hosts across the truth community have gotten those. You have to count those as small victories. However, this is certainly an uphill battle. And um, as far as your second question, I don't know if it was 12 when I got that, but certainly later in life, I, I've, you know, I I feel that, and I feel like I put on the armor of God, and I'm and I'm ready to fight. And um, there you go. Yeah, and well, as far as me, like, I, yes, okay. yes, please, Giuseppe, please, Giuseppe, go. Well, I was just going to say, uh, for I've been a, a deeply spiritual individual my entire life, even as a little boy, and I have read all the great books, the Bible the uh, Bhagavad Gita, you name it, every one, I've read them, and they're all remarkable, and, you know, I do intense prayer and meditation every day, I've done that for half a century, and um, to me, you know, I really, I, I, as much as we can understand in this human form, I understand that what animates me is a spark of God, of the divine, and so I serve that, and to me, this is a spiritual war, and there's all kinds of, of shades of gray in our human imperfection, and, uh, you know, nobody understands exactly what's going on, but I, I feel pretty certain in, in in what I'm meant to do, and I, I've always tried to wake people up, and what's funny is I used to clear out rooms at cookouts and parties when I started telling people about what's going on 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and all of a sudden now those people are telling me, you know, uh, you were right, and, and I mean, it's, it's not... Uh, 
it, 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 that doesn't matter. It's just an anecdotal thing because what matters is as long as you got the fire in your heart and the fire in your belly, and you know, you know that we serve the divine, not the profane. It's what we have to do. You know, I don't think that we're going to see the end of this spiritual war because it's been going on for thousands of years. It's probably going to continue to go on. But I know uh, I, I, I play for Team God, not Team Devil. Amen. Hey, and, and, and thank you, gentlemen. You, you guys validated everything I needed to have validated tonight. Thank you so much. Love your show. Oh. Hope Scorpio comes around with something that, that's good for him. But I would love you guys. You guys take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you later. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. Our next caller is Joe in Florida. Joe, welcome. What's on your mind? Hey, Giuseppe, thanks a lot. It's Joe in Florida. Appreciate it. And uh, George, too. Um, you know, I want to say this, that uh, there's hope to me that people will become aware of this because it is bleak and it goes on for so long, the lies are. But I, I'll give my own personal experience. I actually only woke up to the truth of this event, 9-11, a year ago. So it was 20 years, and I actually, at the time, I lived um, and worked I worked very close to where the, the events happened, and I was actually part of the city response. Not, not a first responder, but in some way responding. And for 20 years, until last year, when, the, you know, I had sort of woken up to the, uh, or I, 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 you know, I don't want to say woke, right? I don't want to say woke, but I woke up to the reality of the COVID uh, hoax, right? And the evil uh, people running that. I'll just say quickly, the thing that woke me up, but it was almost like I felt like, for some reason, it was like somebody clapped their hands and woke me about a hypnosis. And I remembered my initial reaction to the visuals of the buildings collapsing. And it's the weirdest thing that happened to me. I remembered that one of my first thoughts, if not my first thought was, okay, it's tragic, horrible tragedy, right? But this doesn't seem to be able to have happened. In other words, planes into steel buildings and then the buildings collapsing in their own footprints a short time later. And you know what? For 20 years, I went with the mainstream media hypnosis. We wanted to focus on the, the emotionalism and it's terrible tragedy, of course. I knew people who died there in the buildings. But the thing was, a year ago, I woke up and I said, wait a minute. That question that I had, how could this actually have happened, is still unanswered by the answers that they're providing. It is absolutely impossible. Never in the history of the world have steel buildings collapsed into their own footprint in a matter of seconds from a plane crash. Well, there's the music. Stay tuned for the great one, the King of Sunday Night, Robert Ravold, and tune into The Fact Hunter, George Hobbs, Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays at thefacthunter.com. Until next week, hope you have a great week. This is Giuseppe signing off. Have you been looking for a trusted long-term storable food company? We have a solution for you. Simply Clean Foods is dedicated to providing the best quality food you can buy next to fresh from a farmer's market. Our line of resealable fruits, vegetables, and meats are suitable for everyday use, and you won't have to worry about throwing away valuable groceries ever again. Our food is completely GMO-free, and our stringent quality controls, plus testing for heavy metals, makes us unique in the storable foods market. Simply Clean Foods' primary focus is to bring clean food to people all around the world and change the way we look at freeze-dried food in our daily cooking. When you purchase from Simply Clean Foods, not only will you be receiving high-quality food, but you will also be supporting veterans in need across the country and those who are affected by natural disasters. Go to republicbroadcasting.org and click on Long-Term Food Storage in the rotating sponsors' banners to support RBN. Simply Clean Foods. Do it today. You can't handle the truth! You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth.